Welcome to Jiri Snacks, snackable episodes about the Jiri exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable. Our affordable $199 GRE course includes everything you need to ace your GRE. A full textbook, tons of GRE questions backed by a memory-enhancing algorithm, and full-length practice exams. You can try it out for free at achievable.me, and if you like it, the code PODCAST gets you 10% off at checkout. Also, if you have a question or topic that you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, please contact me at tyler at achievable.me with the subject line podcast topic. And I say that in part because today we have a topic that was submitted by a user, which I'm really excited to talk about. And here on the show, I've got Vince Koshian. And so Vince, if you just want to introduce yourself real quick. Yeah. Hey, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Um, I am Vince Cochin. I own Vince Cochin Test Prep, and I've been a GRE tutor since 2008. So some of my claims to fame include a, making a GRE course for LinkedIn, I've co-written books for companies like Barron's, um, created a few different GRE apps. Um, in addition to tutoring, I also teach on the GregMap platform, and then I, I'm also a mod on GRE Reddit. So um, GRE is 100% of what I do, professionally anyway. And um, yeah, good to be here <laughs> to chat about GRE prep. Yeah, what are your plans Saturday night? Oh, you know, taking the GRE again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ask a GRE tutor what their Saturday night plans are. Um, you're not going to get the most exciting uh, <laughs> variety of things, probably. Uh, you never know. Um, but yeah, no. So this topic uh, from our from a request actually is if you could explain the day or even better week before the exam and test day and how to set up yourself for success. Uh, I think it's a really good topic, and I'd I'd love to hear you kick things off. Yeah. So I think. Um, the, the first thing, the first premise I kind of think about is like, how old are people who take the GRE? And, and I think um, Tyler and I might be a little older than the average GRE uh, test taker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm in my 40s. And I think back to what I was kind of thinking when I was 25. And it's a little bit of a different mentality. And you might, you know, I think as a GRE tutor, I sometimes take for granted some of the things I've learned over the years that maybe um, I didn't know at 25. So the first, mm-hmm. I preface that with this because um, for some people, some of these things might seem kind of like common sense, but for other people, they didn't think of them yet. So um, let's think holistically. You know, you're about to take a, a high stakes test in a week and you want to set yourself up for success as best you can. Obviously, I think, you know, you've handled the studying part of it. Um, that should continue, but it should probably taper off. And the, the premise here is that you don't want to really be taxing your brain and body leading up mm-hmm. to the exam. You want to be kind of filling up the tank, not depleting it. So if you were running a marathon, you wouldn't be like sprinting the night before or probably even the two days before or three days before. You would be kind of resting and recuperating, I think. Um, so leading yeah, up to the yeah, Yeah. So same thing for the GRE. Taper your practice down. Yeah, your your practice, your study plan wasn't perfect. Guess what? Welcome to the human race. Nobody is perfect with their study plan. You didn't cover every, 100% of everything you wanted to. Oh, well. What your main goal is in the last week is to think about things like your well-being and test taking. So let's just talk about the well-being piece first because that's really the whole week, not just the night before. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about well-being, you want to Think about what are all the things I can do to nurture my well-being this week. So these are pretty pretty basic things that 
Yeah, I think you could kind of think of on your own sleeping well, exercising to the point where it's, um, you know, you're staying active and moving and eating well. And maybe even things like if you're, if you find uh, social support useful and spending time with friends and family, make sure you get that on your calendar as well the final week. Whatever you think is going to kind of help, you know, create more um, well-being for you that week, whether you call that physical mm-hmm. well-being, mental well-being, spiritual well-being, whatever. But that's important to get on the calendar in that final week because it's going to create a base, a foundation for mental performance, you know, on the, on the day you take the test. Right. And so do, do yoga, not do four cramming practice tests the night before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think there are some people who need to be told that, you know, some, a lot of people are like, damn it, you know, I still don't feel good about permutations. I'm going to do 40 permutations questions, you know, the night before. And we see this in people sometimes on online and it's like, don't, you might not even get a permutations question on the test. You know, it's like, however you, you will be, I think, I think it's pretty easy to find research that shows that sleeping well will impact your performance on the test. So you want to make mm-hmm. sure you have a good sleep base for the whole week, not just the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, but that well-being layer is a little different for everybody. If a good exercise is sit down after the podcast and say, okay, what are the, what are the big picture well-being things I want to make sure that I do? in the final mm-hmm. week of my prep. And um, let's figure out a way to make those happen pretty consistently throughout the week. Yeah, that's great. And then would you just like, this is a little side tangent, but something that I've heard, would you recommend just like laying off alcohol for the week or or at least like the last couple of days, just like to kind of have a clean slate? Yeah, I think it depends on the person. I mean, I'm... Definitely the is, night before, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you can also find some research uh, that alcohol will will not make your sleep better in most cases. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think if, if only for the sleep aspect of it, uh, especially if it's alcohol like at night. Um, but yeah, I think, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't presume to say like it's, it's a, a tremendous negative if you have like a glass of wine with dinner. I, 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 mm-hmm. I just don't, you know, think it's a great idea to like, you know, especially if you, um, think you even might, you know, even if you don't think alcohol affects your sleep, it kind of does, especially if you have more than one drink, I think. So, um, mm-hmm. I would personally avoid it if I could. Cool. All um, right. So focus on well-being. then part two. Oh yeah. So if, in terms of your studying, I think you're going to continue to study, but I would kind of do it, um, and just view it as sort of warming up or staying, staying warmed up. Um, because, and you're going to continue to work on certain things. You might even take a practice test the final week, but I wouldn't take it to, you know, more than a closer than a couple of days before your exam, maybe even more like a few days. Cause you want to have time to re- re- review the results and kind of like come to terms with them. Um, mm-hmm. You probably, so you, you, I would think of the final week as do like sort of a light study schedule um, taper down as you get closer to the test. Um, but yeah, I, it's not going to hurt you to continue to study. It, however, I wouldn't do it frantically. Like again, the biggest thing that I would be focusing on is not so much your your content knowledge in the final week, but your test taking behavior. And I'll get into mm-hmm. that when I talk about the, sort of the day before and the day of the exam. But your test taking behavior is really more of a, uh, it's going to move the needle more than anything else 
in that final week. Mm-hmm. And these are going to be things like, am I doing the questions in the, in the, in the order that I want to do them? Am I comfortable moving on if I'm stuck? Am I finding myself rushing and misreading questions? You know, these are things to hopefully you address them before the final week, but in the final week, okay, now is your chance to really kind of address any, you know, negative test taking behavior that you think you might be prone to. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. And essentially it's also like the, one of the biggest things that you want to make sure you're doing well with, which I think is just kind of at the heart of all the stuff that we've talked about so far is that you're managing any test anxiety and that you're setting up like your headspace to go into it. Like, you know, it's kind of like the, <laughs> like that, uh, classic quote, play like a champion, right? You want to be, you want to be going in feeling like you're at your best self. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as we all know, that's easier said than done, but the more that you can work mm-hmm. on that, uh, the final week is a good time to make that a, a real focus because yeah, if, if you can find some ways to mitigate your anxiety, if you can find some ways to kind of increase your overall, you know, well-being, like I said. And test anxiety is a whole a whole different kind of battle. And I think it's – it's I actually just recorded a, a very short te- test anxiety course because it's such a popular question I get about. And I think a lot of people talk about it now because it's much less of a taboo than it was, say, 10 years ago to talk about, mm-hmm. like, mental health, right? So – um you know, from uh, test anxiety, uh, there there are certain concrete things you can do to kind of lower it. Anything from, you know, breathing exercises to, um, yeah, like we said, watching your diet, exercise and sleep to, you know, ha- maybe having, um, you know, anticipating what you're going to do when certain things happen on the test so that you're not thrown off by like a bad question. Um, but that's that's definitely something to, to kind of come up with a plan for that final week as well. Great. All right. So then final couple days and day of, what are your recommendations? Well, really probably the final, a lot of people ask about, Oh, should I study the final day? And uh, I don't know. I don't know how much it matters. You know, I don't think we have any research to say like, Oh, you should never study the final day. But I think that the danger is people study the final day at the expense of their other well-being things we talked about. So we don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you have everything else dialed in, it's not going to hurt you to study a little. You know, especially if it makes you feel better to like look at some vocab or review some formulas or whatever. Um, And then, you know, just kind of making sure that the day of that you prevent anything from going wrong that you can prevent from going wrong. You know, these are we can kind of pre-plan these things, what they might be like being uh, late for your test. Um getting lost on the way there, you know, you can think about like, you know, go over the directions a couple of times um, and make sure that everything is kind of organized the morning of the test or the afternoon of the test. So you don't have to think too much when you're on your way there. Uh, Little things like that. Yeah. And leave early. So you're not stressed out getting there. That's a big one too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause nothing's worse than like rushing and getting into that frantic state of mind, even before you get to the test. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, as I like to tell people when you do get there, if you're taking the test in person, you're not going to be able to like walk in the door and then sit down and take your test. You're going to have to go through the check-in procedure and wait. And so don't, don't be all like hyped up as soon as you walk in the door. Cause you're, you're not going to be sitting down to take the test for another, at least several minutes. But when you do get in there, then you'll, you know, you'll be able to get in a cubicle and, and take it. And of course, if you're taking it at home, you know, obviously 
you know, there's less stress involved in the, the pretest, you know, part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then any, any other sort of final thoughts about this topic? Um, yeah, just be smart about, um, that final week. I think if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're, you're, you have at least a week until your test. So you have an opportunity to kind of really set yourself up for success that final week. Um, and then just kind of think ahead to what the day is going to be like, organize everything as best you can so that you can kind of just wake up and get ready and go without having to look for things or remember things. Um, and then, yeah, I like to tell people, you know, expect things to go wrong because inevitably the test doesn't go perfectly. Just don't get upset if it doesn't, because it usually doesn't, there's going to be a question or two that throws you off. And just just move on and guess, you know, it's it doesn't you don't be a perfectionist mm-hmm. and don't get upset because, you know, your your perfect score isn't going to happen. Maybe, um, you know, just right. keep on going. Yeah. And you can still I mean, sometimes you can still get a close to perfect score even when you miss one or two. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other thing, too, is you can always skip, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> which is a nice advantage over the GMAT. So, oh, yeah, um, but very cool. Well, thank you so much, Vince. This is really helpful. Uh, this has been GRE Snacks, hosted by Tyler from Achievable. And you can try our GRE course for free at achievable.me. And if you like it, the code podcast will get you 10% off at checkout.